You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's up, Dub Nation? Coming back here on a Monday morning. The Warriors just played Sunday night, their third game of the season, their third straight home game of the season. It was a special night where Mike Brown and Leandro Barbosa both got their championship rings. Um, Mike Brown obviously left the Warriors after many years as the lead assistant to take on the Kings job, try and break their playoff drought, which I believe is now the longest in major American professional sports, thanks to the Seattle Mariners making the playoffs this year. Um, and Leandro Barbosa, who was working kind of a lower-level job with the, with the Warriors in player development, joined Mike Brown in Sacramento where he was able to take, you know, an actual honest-to-goodness sit-on-the-bench assistant coach job. So they were back at Chase Center, got their championship rings. Very exciting, very sweet. And then the game happened, and this was one of the weirder games um, that I suspect we'll see all year. Uh, it was very close to being what would have been hopefully the worst loss that they will have all year. Um, the Warriors came out of the gates flying. Fantastic offense. Uh, exceptional quarter by Andrew Wiggins. 13 points in the quarter. He had seven of the Warriors' first 10 points as they jumped out to a 10-0 lead. Um, Steph Curry, a lot of brilliance. The offense was just, just looked really great in the quarter. Uh, the defense, on the other hand, it was, a, it was a kind of funny moment that uh, as the, the game was getting ready to tip off, Bob Fitzgerald uh, made a quip on the broadcast to Kalen Azubuki about how one thing he knew for sure was that the Warriors would not give up 40 points in the first quarter as they did on Friday when facing the Denver Nuggets. Um, and then they gave up 36 points, which probably should have been more. The Kings' final possession of the quarter was a missed wide-open three-pointer. I don't remember who shot it, but it was a good three-point shooter. Um, very, very easily could have been 39 right there. Um, and, you know, Fitzgerald had some fun, laughed at his own mistake by making that kind of a proclamation. Um, but, yeah, bad defense, just, just bad defense in the first quarter, and um, especially once they handed things over to the second unit, and the second unit started the third, second quarter, and... More awful defense. Kings scored 35 points in the second quarters. This is, you know, credit to Mike Brown. There are some exciting players there. Credit to former Warrior Harrison Barnes. But um, a starting lineup of De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Casey Opala, and DeMontis Sabonis should not be scoring 71 points in the half. Absolutely not. Um, that takes help from a defense playing portal and the defense of the Warriors right now is just not where it needs to be. But the offense, the offense in the second quarter, Steph Curry, ballistic, went absolutely ballistic. He had a 21-point quarter, just raining in threes from everywhere. The ball movement, phenomenal, absolutely beautiful. The second unit, while they had a lot of struggles, um, you know, they started the quarter and had some really good 
Really good offense. Jordan Poole had by far his best game of the year. Finally got his offense going 24 points on 7-14 shooting. Looked really good. Uh, James Wiseman did a lot of really good things. Um, he finished with 14 points on 5-7 shooting and also had three assists. Um, so so the bench offense was, was quite good, even though the defense there was atrocious. Uh, and then they handed over to the starters, and the ball was just moving, flying. Um, the team only ended up with 24 assists in this game on 45 made baskets, but it felt like it should have been more than that because there were a lot of plays that maybe didn't end in an assist but were created because of ball movement. It, it was it was a pass-happy day for the Warriors, which is good. Um, and they put up 50 points in the quarter. 50 points in the second quarter to finish with 89 points in the half, which is just obscene. Um, only three points off their franchise record of 92 points and a half that they set a few years ago. So, yeah, it was, you know, at halftime you were really feeling like they they were just going to demolish the Kings. They were going to run all over them, score 150, score 160, and just have a fun blowout, get some, get some meaningful minutes for the rookies. Uh, and that leads us into, I think, a good mark of when you know that a team has has failed. The, the Warriors were playing a bad team. They were playing at home and they scored 89 points in the first half. And Ryan Rollins played one minute in this game. That's a, that's a horrible sign. If you score 89 points against a bad team at home in one half, your back-of-the-bench rookies should be playing at least 10 minutes and hopefully like 15. But that was not the case. They um, they were not good out of the gates in the third quarter. The offense started to slow down. Uh, the defense picked it up a little bit in the third quarter, which was good to see. Um, they did actually outscore the Kings in the quarter, 24 to 23. But because their defense was so bad in the, in the first half, only outscoring the Kings by one point in the third quarter didn't exactly put the game away. It was a 19-point Warriors lead going into the fourth quarter. Um, and with how fast the pace of the game was, 19 points, you know, not super safe. And Steve Kerr did try to give the, the bench an opportunity to just kind of put away the garbage time minutes, and they failed disastrously. Uh, the defense was just non-existent. And not just in terms of execution, but also in terms of effort, which is just not what you want to see. Um, and Steve Kerr was was vocal about that. He he kind of ripped into the the second unit, um, not just in the game where he had some quick timeouts to yell at them, but in the media afterwards. He he ex he expressed in his post game press conference that the guys in the second unit should be hungry. They should be coming out feeling like they have something to prove, that they have minutes to earn, that they should be giving it everything, and that he didn't understand why they weren't. Um, the offense of that second unit was was quite bad in the fourth quarter as well. It was just stagnant. There was a lot of isolation. Uh, they just they weren't playing in the system. It, it, it felt summer leaky. It felt like a bunch of guys trying to prove themselves as individuals rather than prove that they deserve to be a functioning part of a five-man lineup. Uh, and eventually, the Kings got so close that Steve Kerr had no choice but to put his starters back in the game. And by that point, they'd been sitting for a while. They were pretty cold. 
Um, and they weren't playing well. They, they tightened up the defense a little bit, but they still gave up a, a lot of good looks. Kings made some of them, missed some of them. Uh, and the Warriors' offense just went ice cold. They missed, I believe, 11 field goals in a row at one point down the stretch, and, and the Kings just marched right back into it. And for a second, it looked like the Warriors might actually blow the lead and lose the game, and which would have been horrific and inexcusable. Uh, but they did hang on. They won 130 to 125. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be in the locker room after the game. I'll, I'll say that much. I'm sure it was about as tense as you're going to get for a win. Um, although with the Warriors, I feel like that at least needs the caveat if you talk about tension. As tense as it would be for a win that didn't involve an altercation between players. Just put it that way. Um, so, yeah, the Warriors are in kind of a, a, a bit of a weird spot right now. The starting lineup is playing really well. I mean, even if you just... If you look at the plus minuses for the starters, it's clear that they were dominating this game. Wiggins plus 14, Clay plus 15, Dre plus 17, Moody plus 18, Curry plus 19. No problems there. Amazing game from Steph Curry. He finished 33 points on 11 of 22 shooting, 7 for 12 from threes. It looks like his three ball has bounced back after a down year by his standards last year. Um, only committed two turnovers. He, he was really in control this game. Sensational game from Andrew Wiggins. One of the few players who played defense. Uh, finished with 24 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Shot 10 for 19 from the field. Uh, he was aggressive, but also in control. Didn't have any turnovers, only had 2 fouls. Just He has been phenomenal out of the gates. And if you, if you read a lot of my work, if you listen to me a lot, you know that I am more critical of Andrew Wiggins than the average Warriors person is. I'm, I'm not always as sold on his contributions as, as some people have been. Um, and so I just, want to, I just want to give him his flowers real quickly. He, through three games, Andrew Wiggins has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, all three games. So that's really great to see. And Looney had a good game. Six points, six assists, and eight rebounds. Uh, Draymond had a good game. You know, the stats aren't quite up to where we sometimes see from him. It was 7-4-4, four, and four, but the defense was good. The scoring is coming back for him. You know, I don't think he's ever going to be that player who, who scored however many points he had in that NBA Finals game. But his, his offensive aggression out of the gates this year is so much better than it's been for a few years. Um, and I don't know if that's a conscious decision, if it's motivation with him in a semi-contract year and and now at the you know heart of a lot of controversy and criticism, or if it's just the fact that he seems to be in better shape than he has been since maybe 2017, 2018 season, I'd say. He, he looks fit, he looks leaner, he looks faster and quicker, he looks more explosive, um, really good, just really great things to start the season from the Warriors front court. Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney have just been Really, really good to start this year. Uh, tough game for Clay. His shot wasn't quite there. He shot three for ten, two for seven from deep, and, and his defense just really lagged in this game. Uh, it was it was just not not a pretty picture. But you know that's still to be expected. We, you know we need to remember that Clay is, is he's still rehabbing. He's, he's still getting back into shape, not just because he missed most of training camp and and the off season, but from the two major lower body injuries, he's still working his way back into shape. Uh, we need some. We need to be patient with him there. So 
the Warriors are put in a, a funny position right now because right now their starters are dominant and their bench is, is bad. It's really bad. And I think in a way they're okay with that because they are still kind of balancing this desire to win games with growth from their young players. And, you know, those players are very young. Like James Wiseman is, is 21. Kaminga and Moody are, are 20. Um, Baldwin's 20. Rollins is 19. It's going to take a while with those guys. Um, but the Warriors are dependent on them in, in a way that they weren't even last year. Um, you know, they do have Jermichael Green to kind of play the Otto Porter Jr. or Nemanja Bialica role, but he's not going to play both of those roles. One of those roles is going to be filled by Wiseman, who's going to have growing pains. Uh, they have Dante DiVincenzo to play the Gary Payton the second role, but so far DiVincenzo hasn't been super great out of the gates. Uh, and he injured his hamstring in this game. It's considered minor, but he's not going to travel with the team for their Tuesday game against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so that puts that much more pressure on a guy like Moses Moody, who has been decent to start the season. And it's worth noting Moody got Kaminga's minutes in this game. Um, Kaminga had been in that second unit uh, in the first two games, playing alongside J. Michael Green, James Wiseman, Jordan Poole, and Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, and that was a funky lineup, just the... Essentially, Kaminga is a three in that lineup, and I just don't think the Warriors should be using him as a three. Uh, and they... Either they agree with that assessment, or they were just a little turned off by how horribly he played in the first two games, uh, because he did not get those minutes in this one. Moses Moody got those minutes. Kaminga didn't play in the first half. He, he played more than the one minute of garbage time that Ryan Rollins got, but he didn't play until kind of later in the second half when it felt like, okay, now we can turn the game over to the bench. Probably won't need to put the starters back in. He did, of course, but that was their thought at the time. So Kaminga, you know, he only played seven minutes. They were mostly meaningless minutes. He looked bad in them as he has in the first two games. You know, he's young, it happens, but the Warriors are in this kind of funky, you know, for all the positive talk that we hear about the whole two timelines this and two timelines that, there is a negative side to it. And the negative side is kind of on display right now uh, with the fact that the bench unit is very young, very inexperienced, and at the moment, very bad. So we'll see what what happens going forward if, um, you know, maybe they lean more on the veteran players in that, that bench unit. Obviously, they're leaning on Jordan Poole, but maybe we start seeing more minutes for Jim Michael Green, more minutes for DiVincenzo when he's healthy. Obviously, at some point, Andre Iguodala is going to be back in the fold, and that's really going to help. But for now, the Warriors move on to Phoenix. They will have a much shorter bench there. Um, again, DiVincenzo not traveling after the hamstring injury, and um, shortly after the game, the Warriors announced that both Moses, not Moses Moody, I'm sorry. Both Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin Jr. had been assigned to the G League. So that takes three players out. Assuming that Andre Iguodala is still out, that means the Warriors are only going to have 10 of their 14 players that are on their roster, which I would assume means that we're going to see uh, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb active for the first time this year. The, the two-way contracts who have been with the team since the G League season hadn't started yet. But um, but hadn't been playing, hadn't been active. Warriors had been preserving their 50 games that they can play as, as two-way players. So I would assume that they'll be active against Phoenix and, and probably for a few games as, as Rollins and, and Baldwin get some reps down in Santa Cruz. 
and playing Phoenix is going to be a good test for this Warriors team. Going on the road, playing a really good team, really well-coached team. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with some more Warriors news, Warriors talk.